What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. bookie that can only mean one thing it's winning season winning season means doubling your first deposit winning season means free bets super contests survivor and more at my bookie winning season is all about your chance to win big bet the nba playoffs the nhl playoffs major league baseball ufc and then some the craziest sports summer of your lifetime is here it's simple make your picks win big collect your cash Invest in your intuition. Select from hundreds of future bets, or you can bet games in real time with MyBookie's live betting. Put that big brain of yours to good use. Use promo code BASEBALLAMERICA and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Thousands of cross-sport wagers, props, and parlays await. Sign up now to bet with the best and celebrate your victories. Your winning season begins today, only at MyBookie. Hey, this is Josh Norris with Baseball America. I'm a senior editor here, and we're here with another Baseball America podcast presented by MyBookie. This week's guest is Schaefer Hall, a scout in the Midwest for the Miami Marlins and former uh, prospect with the New York Yankees. Hey, Schaefer, how are you doing? Good, Josh. Thanks for having me on. Uh, awesome, man. And, you know, for everybody out there, you know, I covered the Trenton Thunder for six years in, in New Jersey, and you were a, a pitcher for that team at that time. So it's it's been a while for uh, the both of us seeing each other. But as you said, you know, off air, baseball is a funny way of bringing people back together. Absolutely. It, um, it's crazy how it all works out. But uh, like I said, off air, it's, it's good to see you and it's good to talk to you. Awesome. So, what had you been doing in the time between hanging him up as a player and getting hired by the Marlins? Yeah, so my last year uh, playing professionally was in 2013. And going into that offseason, I was a free agent. So I wasn't sure where my career was going to end up um, as a player. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't get re-signed by an organization. So I um, decided to take an opportunity um, at the University of Kansas as a volunteer assistant coach and uh, was under their staff for one season there. Um, was fortunate to go to a regional, um, had a pretty good team there that year in 2014. Um, and then an opportunity presented itself outside of baseball and I took a management position um, in the oil and gas industry. Um, did that for a couple years and then um, Kind of decided you know my passion was in baseball um, that's where I wanted to be um, but unfortunately with timing and everything like that um, at that point in time it didn't work out I took another role um, in sales and did that for another year or two um, but uh, yeah last fall I got a call uh, from the Miami Marlins and they asked me if I would be interested in taking a scouting position in the Midwest and I was all about it um, this was something that I've always wanted to do. And um, I think timing was a big part of that. 
what did, I mean, who called you and what did he say that, you know, made him call you of all people just out of the blue? Yeah, so fortunately playing um, a game for for a while, you you build relationships and that's something that I really pride myself on is is meeting a lot of people through this game and, and networking. Um, and it, it's kind of a small world because uh, my cross checker now, Ryan Wardinsky, uh, scouted me uh, back when I was an amateur. And so he had my number, he gave me a call. Uh, DJ Spielick, our <clears throat> scouting director, also uh, knew me from the past, um, being in the Yankee organization. And uh, he gave me a call as well, uh, said that they were um, interested. And we went through the interview process and um, it was fairly lengthy, um, but uh, it ended up working out. They hired me on and um, I can't believe uh, we're almost at the end of year one now. So I was going to say, when did you get the, 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 the actual hire? When did they say you got this job? Yeah, so it was the beginning of the October of 2019, whenever I officially got on, um, just in time to head down to Florida for the, uh, uh, the Jupiter tournament. Um, so that was a good experience for me to get down there and see some high school players. And then also it gave me some time to get back here in the Midwest and, and catch the end of fall ball uh, for collegiate league teams. So you stayed in the Midwest, obviously, for the non-baseball jobs. Had you gone to college games as a as a fan, and were you more or less acquainted, uh, maybe unprofessionally, uh, with the talent in the area? So uh, get at least a little bit of a leg up when you started. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Something that I always did, even whenever I wasn't playing um, or not in the game, associated in the game, was I always had a pulse on the game. Um, whether that was going to a collegiate game, whether that was coaching a little league team, whether that was watching, you know, baseball games day in and day out, um, knowing, you know, what was going on um, with, uh, you know, how the game is evolving. I always had a, a pulse on um, what was going on. So um, going through the interview process um, that I think that gave me, uh, you know, an advantage a little bit uh, per se, as opposed to someone that um, maybe not had the experience of playing the game at the high level or kind of having an idea of, of things going on in the game. So in that year's time, I mean, I know being a former player, you know, that really helps you obviously. Uh, but in that year's time, how much have you learned about just how to scout? Oh man, it, it's, it's been a, um, a crucial year. Uh, I've learned a lot. Um, we have a lot of good scouts in our department. Um, I've always been the type to keep an ear to the ground and listen. And uh, I'm just trying to take in as much as I possibly can and, and learn from the best. I mean, we, we have some really good scouts in our department, a really good leadership team. And, and so uh, I definitely want to learn from them because they've, they've had a lot of success in this game. As guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. From how it feels after getting a fresh cut to the way it's perfectly styled before going out. That's why when we get into our 20s and 30s and start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it definitely feels like panic time. Because let's face it, no guy is ever ready to go bald. Thankfully, now there's Keeps. The simple and easy way to keep your hair. Did you know two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? 
the best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. You can get treated from home, too. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months, so you, you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor's visits. Keeps also offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have tried them before, but probably never for this price. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com baseballamerica to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Baseball America. So now you get your, your feet on the ground in, in, the, in your territory. How quickly does a guy like Max Meyer stick out when you, when you watch him? Well, there's a lot to like about Max. Um, I had the opportunity to see him uh, the first few weeks of the college season in 2020, right before we were taken off the road. And it was electric. I mean, I, I saw him throw a complete game against uh, North Carolina. Um, his fastball was 94 to 97 with an elite slider and flashed a plus changeup. And he, uh, he, he's an ultra competitor, um, probably the best athlete to come out of this draft. Um, and then getting a chance to talk to him and get to know him on a personal level. Um, you know, it, you know, it, it was, uh, the makeup was there and it, it definitely made sense and it all added up for me. Um, and then you look at his track record and he's done it for team USA two years in a row. He did it at the high school level. He did it at the university of Minnesota. So we checked a lot of boxes for me and then there's a lot to like, so. Um, he's a he's a special talent, and I'm I'm just glad that he's part of our organization now. now you talk about the athleticism with him. I, I asked another scout on a podcast this week. Athleticism, especially well, in, for everyone, is is very very important. But it's also incredibly hard to quantify. Like I can't flip over a guy's baseball card and see his athletic score is 60 or whatever. How do you uh, quantify athleticism in anybody you scout? He, he's just well balanced. Um, and you can, you can see it in his movements. Um, he came into the university of Minnesota being a two-way guy and not a lot of, uh, you know, collegiate athletes are able to, you know, pick that up and continue doing that. Um, but he had that ability to, you know, play shortstop hit and also pitch. But, um, you know, as the years went on, his velocity continued to rise and, um, that's why he's predominantly a pitcher now. But, you know, I've talked to his college coaches and they think that if he would have just got some more bats, he would have been a high, high draft pick as a hitter as well. Um, but um, he grew up playing hockey. His parents are, um, his parents were college athletes. So he's got those genes. Um, so, you know, we, you know, that, that definitely stuck out and, um, you know, definitely something that we pride ourselves in in our organization. And then you talk about that slider. I mean, you, you've seen a lot of sliders in your day, and I've seen a lot of sliders in my day. How, just how dirty is that thing? Yeah, I think it's a big league out pitch right now. Um, I think, you know, he, he threw it quite a bit in college, but, um, you know, hitters couldn't figure it out. 
Um, I saw it up to 92 miles an hour and it, it is dirty. It just drops off and it, it blends in well with this fastball. So, um, I, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a special pitch for him. I mean, just go back like to the last time we saw each other. I mean, if I had told you you'd be watching someone who throws a 92-mile-an-hour slider, what would you tell me? Good luck. <laughs> um, no, and, and it, um, you know, he, it's not a traditional grip either. Um, he almost taught himself how to hold it. Um, so that's, that's unique. Um, you know, one day I think he was playing around with it in the bullpen and, and that's how he kind of came up with it. So, um, he's, he's a definitely a touch and fill type of guy. Um, that's something else that he, it's very unique about him. He, he just kind of, you know, whatever feels right, he goes with and he's able to execute it. Um, so, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what, uh, player development can do with his progress and see where that can go. Yeah, kind of in that regard too. I mean, you know, player development as a whole has taken jumps and leaps and bounds even since you uh, stopped playing. Are you ever surprised or taken aback by the amount of information that players and scouts and coaches have in that regard today to break things down to just the most minute levels? Yeah, I am, and 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 it's great. I think, um, but something that is great about our organization is it's available if our our prospects want it. Um, they're not always, you know, told that they need to take it in, but it's only there to help them for resource. So, I think that's good. Too, it, it doesn't overwhelm prospects at times. But if if someone wants it, if someone needs it, it's always there for them. I mean, when you were playing, did you, did you hear the term spin axis ever or things like that? I, I honestly don't know how new that particular bit of, of technology is. No, I, I think at the end of my career, I think it was just getting implemented and all those talks were starting to come about. So it might have been towards the end of my career whenever it started kind of coming about. So... You've obviously, as a, as a player, you've, you've been a part of two different draft nights. You were, you were, for your own as a player, and then you're sitting wherever you were. I don't know if you guys were socially distanced or whatever because of the way this year has gone, but how did those nights compare? You know, waiting to hear your name called as a player and waiting to see if your guy is going to get popped at, you know, number three. It's very unique. Um, this year um, in the draft, um, Everybody was kind of doing it remotely, similar to the NFL draft. So I had my, um, my setup here at my house, and I also was watching it on TV while some of our guys were in the, the war room there in, in, um, in Jupiter. And so um, I got a call uh, about an hour prior to the draft starting, saying there was a chance that we were going to take Max. Um, and then once his name got called, I would say that feeling that I got once I heard his name, I was probably more excited than whenever I did get drafted. Um, I couldn't tell you why, but um, I was just so excited for Max. I was so excited for his family. Um, and, you know, I was thrilled that we were getting a player that I really wanted and I thought that could make an impact at the big league level. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even imagine what either of those feelings are like. But, you know, to, to have 
you know, be in, in the organization, what, uh, let's say eight months and to already have your name by that prospect, that's got to be a very, a very special feeling knowing that guy can possibly fairly soon, depending on how the, the rest of this weird season goes, uh, make an impact for what looks like an upstart Marlins team. Yeah, and you can see it at the big league level right now, um, the type of um, the type of uh, style that they're playing with. Um, and I think Max's style fits right into their mold. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm not sure how the rest of the season will play out. Um, I'm not sure what the timetable looks like. But, you know, he's, um, he's, he's on our taxi squad right now and uh, performing well. So how much how much fun are you having watching the big league Marlins right now, especially that uh, mutant you have at the front of the rotation named Sixto? Yeah, it's 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 fun to watch. I I have the game on about every night whenever I have the opportunity, um, and so I'm not surprised one bit. Just you know, from being in the organization for almost a year now and and seeing some things evolve behind the scenes. You know, it's it's very positive um, to see that we're in the um, the playoff race, but I'm not surprised one bit. Do you, when you do look at, at the guys that you have pitching wise, I mean, do you, how much different are those pitchers than you know what you were facing in the Eastern League and the International League and, and and things like that? Just what kind of animal are we dealing with right now at the big leagues? Well, yeah, you know, Sixto comes to my mind. Trevor Rogers comes to my mind. Um, man, Pablo Lopez. I mean, those guys are dirty. Um, you know, it's, it's fun to, you know, see those guys, um, you know, in our rotation, I think they've got a, a bright future ahead and, and I'm glad they're on our side. So have you, how much have you gotten out in 2020 now that the band, the band was lifted shortly after the draft, obviously, and you, know, you could go out on the road. How much have you been able to go do your stuff, do your thing? Yeah, so it was about a week after the draft when we were told that we could get back on the road. And um, I think we did a pretty good job of co uh, getting coverage on the, um, on the collegiate leagues as well as the, the high school stuff. Um, there were some challenges because some, you know, some prospects weren't playing or some prospects we couldn't get to due to travel. Um, but I, I think we did a pretty good job overall of getting um, to where we needed to be this summer just to see who we needed to see. Just you personally, you know, was there any kind of fear about traveling because of the virus and everything? I know, I mean, there's, it's, it's a balance to be struck to take this thing seriously and you have to do your job. Yeah, personally, for me, um, there wasn't. Um, I was taking every precaution possible um, in regards to it. Um, so, um, yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, I didn't let it affect me. I was just, you know, keeping my distance. Um, I would wash my hands often. Um, I wore a mask out in public. So, um, so far I feel healthy. So I think we're good. Well, that's awesome. And just, just kind of to bring this full circle, going back to your days uh, in Trenton, just What's your favorite memory of that club and the guys you were around and just that whole experience? I love my time in Trenton. Um, I was there three years or actually two and a half years, but it felt like I was there 
a lifetime really just because of the people that I met and some of the, the greatest teammates of all time that I had there. Um, 2012 was a fun year for us. I think we ended up going to the Eastern League Championship. Um, and I think we had a we had a really good team um, that year. And um, a lot of my teammates ended up making it to the big leagues and some are playing in the big leagues right now. So <clears throat> that's also fun to, to see. And um, I keep in touch with a few of them. So um, those are relationships that I'll have for a lifetime. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, uh, Schaefer. I really appreciate the time you gave yeah. me today. And this is fun. And I, like, like I said, I hadn't seen you in a long time. And it's amazing to see that you are, you're going you're gonna to have your name in our handbook uh, next year, right next to Max Meyer, which is. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm glad you reached out. And it's, uh, yeah, it's great talking with you. Awesome. Well, this is uh, for Schaefer Hall. This is Josh Norris uh, saying thank you for listening to another Baseball America podcast presented by MyBookie. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks. Thanks, Josh.